America. It's Ted from Consumer Cellular, the guy in the orange sweater, and this is your wake-up call. If you don't have Consumer Cellular yet, now is the perfect time to switch and save. For a limited time, new customers can get wireless service for as low as $15 a month for your first year. Yep, the same exact nationwide coverage as the leading carriers for $15 a month for an entire year. What are you waiting for? Call 1-888-FREEDOM or visit ConsumerCellular.com and use code RADIO15. See ConsumerCellular.com slash FIRSTYEAR15 for promotional details. The National Basketball Association. The hosts would refer to it as the best league in sports. Bringing you the latest NBA news, updates, and opinions. It's time for Double Tech with Darrell H.B. Young and Christian Weaver. I don't wish for my success, I speak it. I caught a buzz and you did too, but you tweaking. I look like I've been getting money, how reeking. You smell me, that's LV. Walk around with my chest out of my skin smooth, I'm healthy. I'm in a mix and I'm handshaking, but most of y'all can't help me. Most of y'all ain't welcome. Welcome to Double Tech. I am Darrell H.B. Young. I am Christian Weaver. And we thank you so much for tuning in to this edition of Double Tech. I got my own Jack Harlow right in front of me. Christian, what's popping, man? How's it going? Brand new whip just hopping. Anyway, <laughs> hey. um, I'm doing pretty well. You, dude, I can't complain too I'm much. I'm doing, doing better than your Lakers. You know what? Why you gotta start the show like that, man? <laughs> just hurting my feelings. You could have saved that till we were about fifty percent done, at least halfway through the show. But as everyone knows, we are terrible. It's no secret anymore. You're pretty bad. I can't even act like we're gonna be all right. Yeah, I'm sorry. it's there's no more that they get AD back. Nobody wants to see them in the play-in. <laughs> it's like no, they're they're just bad. Let's keep it a book. It's okay. Everybody wants to see us in the play-in, right? As bad as we're playing, basically, let LeBron get his. He'll score 85, and we'll lose by 20. That seems right. to be the case. And, you know, who you would play if you did win that play-in game would be the Suns, and they just dismantled you also. <laughs> I don't I don't think they're worried too much about it. Okay, okay. I'm going to look at it like this. I think we have no hope in the playoffs if we make the playoffs. But I don't want to just not make the playoffs. Right, but it, it's looking like you're not going to. I, Looks maybe. like your team's gave up. Jeez, it does. And see, that's the sad part, Christian, as we start the show off just dogging on my Lakers. But they need to be dogged on. I'm sorry. They they need they need my flagrant foul. As a matter of fact, I'll give it to them right now at the beginning of the show and at the end of the show. But they're playing so bad. And you hit the nail on the head. It's not even fun to watch, man. It's really not. It's not entertaining. It's, it's LeBron giving it his all. And he, take, he takes some possessions off on defense, but you can you can give that to him because he has to do literally everything on offense. Exactly. So you, you can't fault him for that. If he takes a possession or two off while the entire team is taking the whole game off, I think he gets a bye. I think right. I think, yeah, it's I think right. he's okay. But yeah, I, I don't I don't know about him, man. It's do do you? I, I saw something about you know LeBron just wrapping it up for the rest of the season. You know, tight knee and whatnot. Yeah. But what do you think? I don't think he will. I don't I think, think he will either. I wouldn't. I wouldn't even be mad at him if he did. Maybe he should, but I think that he's probably going to play because he really wants to get the all-time scoring record, which I think he's going to get even if he did sit out the rest of the time. But you know, oh yeah, can, I, yeah, I think he's still. I don't think he too. will do it. So you think he's just he wants to keep chipping away at it, right? And all these fifty-point games that he's dropping is just adding to his total because he's well on his way. How, how, how far you think he got? How, how much? How many more seasons do you think it's going to take him? Two and a half, one and a half. One and a half. One and a half. Yeah. Rest of this season, next year, and he may get it towards the end of the, or towards the beginning of that next season. Jeez, that's insane. Good gracious, that's insane. Boy, there you are. You may have to give him that goat hat after that, man. And he just, speaking of, talking about great performances and great games, Carl Anthony Towns had himself a showing this week. Towns. 
gets it again. That time he's got it. 60 for Carl Anthony Towns. <laughs> and the chef's kiss after it. And oh yeah, by the way, the franchise record for points in a game at 146. Finch tried to put me back in, and then they were bringing the bench in, and I was like, you know, what you want to do, Finch? And I asked him, he said, F it, go get 60. <laughs> and boy, did he go get that 60 nice and calmly. Christian, I was tripping when you said this is the first 60 point game this year. Really? Right. Like nobody. There's else. been a lot of people get close, but. Yes. Uh, yeah, this is the first 60, and I don't remember what the exact stat is, but it would have been the first year in, in a while that a 60-point game hadn't happened. That's insane. Yeah. That, that, that's insane that it actually took this long. But we've seen so many good games and so many people get close. I guess it felt like somebody had dropped 60. But that, that's what we kind of wanted to talk about. Africat's fantastic game. There's been a lot of good games, man. The, the, the guys this year are putting up some great performances, and they're saying right now this is the best performance of the year. Yes, this this ranks as the best performance of the year on ESPN. I don't know what their I don't know what their criteria is, hey, but he has the highest game score. Hey, well, he um, did drop seventeen boards too, so that helps. Yeah, Trey yeah. Young actually is tied with him for okay. best performance, but that game was on January third, and we're highlighting the performances after the All Star break okay. because a lot of people have been going off. But um, to stay on Cat for a second, he had thirty two in the third quarter. Jeez, thirty two. Yeah, he had fifty six going into the fourth, so everybody was like. Man, I really want him to get seventy. Oh man! And he got two fouls in the fourth, and he had to sit for a little bit. He came back in when he, ne- he didn't necessarily have to come back in. Oh, he just wanted on. those four points. I'm glad he did. Yeah, I'm glad he did too because we we needed that. But yes. yeah, but he could have easily got seventy. Boy, if he didn't get those fouls, fifty six going into the fourth without question, he could have got seventy. Would have been cool. How, how many did you say he had in the uh, third quarter? Thirty-two. Let's hear something about that. One, you completely dominated that third quarter. Thirty-two points. How did you take over responsibility to put this team on your back in that frame? Thirty-two in the third quarter. Damn. All right. Um, I I just came out at halftime. You know, when we won at halftime, had good conversations, and I I know this team. I know Pop. You know, he's one. He's probably the best coach of all time in NBA. So. Uh, I knew if we were going to win the game, especially here in San Antonio, I had to come out here and dominate in the third. Came out here very aggressive um, and just made things happen. Hey, I don't know about you. I don't really want to play Minnesota in the first round. They're scary. <laughs> they're not, like, they're, they're a little scary. And Cat's playing the best ball of his career. They're, they're only one game. We'll get the standings in the third segment, of course, but they're one and a half games back at Denver. I could see them passing them, and oh. they won't have to even play in the play-in. But uh, as it stands so right now, they'd have to play the Pelicans and I'd take the Timberwolves in that matchup. Boy. <laughs> and then they would take on Memphis in the first round, and that would be interesting. That would be a fun I think Memf- I think Minnesota could take Memphis. I think so, too. I think from top to bottom, I feel like, oh, that's, that's a matchup. A, that'd they be a good mind. matchup. Yeah. <laughs> but, um, yeah, imagine telling you back in 2000, 2003, you know, early 2000s, that a center was going to drop 60 points and he was going to shoot. Seven of eleven from three. Oh my gosh! I would laugh like, in no your way. face. No like, way! Seriously, seven of eleven from three. That that's a huge stat right there, especially yeah. from a center standpoint. I would have laughed in your face. I would say you're you're you're, you're crazy. There's no way. I think there's a typo. Not a center, a small forward maybe, but not a center. No. So I've went on record saying he's the best shooting big of all time, and I can hear arguments for Dirk because had he played in the league today, where they shoot more threes, maybe yeah. he would have been the best shooting center of all time. Or shooting big man. Yeah. But uh, I think I'll just change my stance to saying he's the best shooting center of all time because Dirk is more a power forward. I like that because even though Dirk is technically a big man, 
just with how his game was. I know he, he played a lot with his back to the basket. He was a beast for the, I mean, come the on. The fadeaway. Yes, yeah. that was one of the nastiest shots ever. It was unblockable. It really was unblockable. But I still don't think of him as banging on the inside when you say big man. It's, it's a little more inside contact. So, yeah, I like that. If you just say the best shooting center, then there's no question about it. You can't say Dirk now. And statistically, I mean, if you look at, you know, his percentages and all kinds of stuff, he's the best shooting big man of all time. But he hasn't been in those high-pressure situations like Dirk was in the Boy. in the playoffs and the finals. So, you know, maybe when it's all said and done, Cat will be the undisputed best shooting center of all time, or big man of all time, but we'll see. I want to see I want to see Minnesota do well in the playoffs. I do too. I, I would like for them to pull off an upset or two, make make it a little yeah. make a little distance and, you know, make some noise. So they're also very fun to watch. I'm glad um more people are coming around to the Timberwolves. Hey, well, they they stopped watching Charlotte. Right. <laughs> so uh some of the other big performances after the All Star break, this ESPN has this as the third best performance of the uh, season. It was on March 6th. Nikola Jokic had 46 points, 12 rebounds, 11 assists, three steals, and four blocks. I feel like you texted me after that game and said something about that. <laughs> uh, him and Joel played last night, and the Nuggets actually beat the Sixers. Oh, yeah. Um, I saw some people saying that Jokic had Bones Highland and Joel Embiid didn't. I was like, he had James Harden. He had Tyrese Maxey. <laughs> this is true. He had Tobias Harris. I mean, that's the 76ers are infinitely more talented oh, without than question. the Nuggets at the moment. Without question. So I don't, I don't see there as being an excuse. I also think that Jokic and Embiid are pretty much equal. Think so? As how good they are. Yeah. I think Jokic can do a little more facilitating-wise. They're about the same rebounding. Joel Embiid's better at defense, and they're about the same scoring-wise. So. I like that. Yeah, I'm not mad at that. Um, another big performance, LeBron James. He's had a few of them. If you remember, he mm. had uh, 56 against the Golden State Warriors, 56 and 10. Yeah. Yeah. I, I mean, that was one of the games we've won out of, like, the last 10. <laughs> right. <laughs> like, it's so bad, dude. It, and it it's sad, too, because – it's almost a waste of these wonderful performances. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Because now we're kind of falling into that realm of, okay, yes, the stats are fantastic, but this team isn't going to do anything. So right. what, what, what's the end game here? Essentially, I don't, I don't even want to say padding stats, but that's literally what's going to happen with us because we're not. It, it kind of is, yeah. Noise, man, but I can't, I'm not going to fault him, though. No, I can't. Why would I? He, he's playing great. He's definitely playing great. It's just the rest of the team. So, yeah, shout out to LeBron for having a couple of great performances. Kyrie Irving had a big performance on the 8th against Charlotte. He dropped 50. So how do we – Pretty good game. I, I know we've had this discussion before. And I, and who was it you said? Kyrie – it was somebody you said, Kyrie or someone else. Who I think it was say? Kyrie or Dame. Was it Dame? Was it Dame? I think so. Because, I mean, that's an easy one now. But I think – I'm trying to see was it something? Yeah, I think you're right. Carrier Dame right. next five years, I think is what. Yeah, what it was. I felt like it was it was another comparison. Maybe it wasn't part of the 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 five year thing that we did, but it was mm. something else. Oh well, it doesn't matter. But yeah, Kyrie is every time he has one of these games, I almost feel like you forget about Kyrie until he does Kyrie things again. Every time, because he's so good and he shows you why he's so good, and then you forget and then he shows you again. So yeah, Kyrie is is a monster, man. Brooklyn. Golly. Yeah, another Brooklyn performance. Uh, remember when KD dropped fifty three? I saw it was just a uh, few days after Kyrie Irving dropped 50. Yeah, 53, 9, and 6. Two two games that they pretty much scored 50 with ease. And then uh, you had Josh Hart, 
this one got overlooked a little hey. bit. He had 44 points, eight rebounds, and six assists. It was his career high, yeah, 44. Was. That's fantastic. It was a good game. I like Josh Hart. Uh, Steph Curry, just last night, had 47. Steph Curry with the shot, boy. For, man, see, and that's the thing. We're seeing so many great performances. I, I look at it like this, Christian, and we've discussed this a lot on this show. You know, a lot of people talk about, well, they don't play defense and all that. That, that That's garbage. It I, is garbage. I feel like that whole argument just needs to kind of be tossed out now. It's You, you can't. You can't guard them. You can't. And as talented as so many of these players are, you can't deny the skill level that they're at. Like you can't take some – a lot of these players, you take and drop them in any era and they dominate. Right. Any era. Yes, I don't, I don't. I don't even care. So all the old heads, the Oakleys and whatnot, you, you can't. You can't. You can't deny the talent level these guys have. Get out of here. Come on now. Yeah, they just – they have more uh, versatile skill sets on offense. They do. Um, The league right now is more talented than it ever has been from top to bottom. I mean, you could take – Maybe a top 10 from the 90s and put it against the top 10 today and be like, oh, that top 10's better in the 90s. But when you go throughout the whole league, the league is more talented now. Man, that that would and be a good battle. Somebody needs to 2K that up. I'm you, sure they probably have. You can say, you know, well, they were better at defense back then. It's like, were they or were, did the rules just allow them to be? Mm. That's an excellent point. That, I, think, I think it's a huge point that and, people don't think about. And also, the spacing today makes it so much harder to play defense because if a team wants to get you out on an island, they can. Yeah. Because that, you're not going to get that help defense and leave a guy that shoots 40% from the three wide open. You're know, not going to get it. So Kevin yeah. Durant's going to get his one-on-one, and you're not going to stop that. I don't care who you are. <laughs> you're really not. You could put Scottie Pippen on him. You could put you know whoever you think the best defender of all time, Michael Jordan. They're not going to stop him. I look at it like, okay, great defenders are always going to be great defenders. That's true. But the offensive mindset and the skills that these guys have now, they're going to find a way to get their shot. They're, they're right. going to find a way to score. You can slow them down. You can push them around. You can bump them, body them. Sure, make it more difficult, but you're not going to stop them. You're, you're not going to just completely take them out of the game because they have their skill set is just too grand. They have too many ways they can score. And, yeah, okay, one-on-one, that's fine. Who's stopping Katie? Like you said, it, it doesn't really matter who and, you put on. And you could, uh, you know, you could make the argument. Well, if you put Michael Jordan in the league today, he averaged fifty. I don't think he'd average fifty, but he could probably average close to forty. Oh yeah, he would be insane. Um, but then you know you could put, drop him in the sixties, and he would at legitimately <laughs> average fifty. So man, this dude averaged sixty-five yeah. points a game, so, easy. Oh man, I mean that's not really a knock. It's just the spacing's better, so they. You know, they're more efficient on offense. I don't think there's one player right now who's, I not even say dominant, but like extremely talented, athletic, that if you put them in the old era, let's, let's not even say old era, let's just go back to 90s, they would still be hooping then. Like right. any name you grab from the top players right now would still be a top player then. I don't see Definitely. them. You know what I mean? They always say, well, this player wouldn't perform that well back then. No. As how they're performing now, they would still be performing that well. The argument that, like, you know, Steph Curry, since he's smaller, or Trey Young, since he's smaller, couldn't play in the 90s is ridiculous because Muggsy Bogues was a Dude. starter in the league for 10 years and he's 5'6. Dude, I, it's ridiculous. I swear. Oh my gosh. Dude. <laughs> if Muggsy Bogues 
with all respect to him, you know, Spoiled that's great. Up. Spoiled yeah, up if they were playing in the league for 10 plus years, Trey Young is playing, <laughs> starting oh, in that league. What? Without question. Yeah. So, I, yeah, I, I don't like that that argument either. I'm I'm getting to that point where I know I'm a little older, but the older guys over me, I'm, I'm tired of them now. Like, it's getting insane. It really is. It is ridiculous to disrespect. Um, some other great performances. Carl Anthony Towns had another one. This he had thirty six fifteen and five on the fifth of March. Um, Trey Young he's been having he's been playing really well. The uh, the Hawks aren't amazing. Yeah, hey, he, but he's, he's been playing him, well. He's trying to dig him out that hole. They're in the play in currently, but he's trying to dig him out that hole. Yeah, he had forty one and eleven on the twenty sixth of February. On the seventh of March, Julius Randle had. A really good game. He had forty six and ten. It's, about, it's amazing. About time. Yeah, it's amazing. Bomb. <laughs> Darius Garland, who's one of my favorites in the league, uh, he had forty one and thirteen on the eighth. Uh, James Harden had twenty nine, ten rebounds, and sixteen assists. I think that was in his debut. Oh yeah, it as was. a seventy six. Yeah, it, it was in his debut, which is amazing. But yeah, nah, yeah that... Trey Young had forty seven on the thirteenth. Giannis Antetokounmpo had forty three. Trey Young had thirty nine on the third. Uh, Joel Embiid had 43 on the 7th. Jason Tatum had 44. Luka Doncic had 41. So many good performances. Nikola Jokic had uh, 32, 15, and 13. Are you playing a video game over yeah. there? Luka Doncic had 35 and 16 rebounds. Put down those 2K stats, please. Chris Middleton had 44 points, 8 rebounds. Turn the game off. It's just ridiculous. <laughs> it really is. So many high-scoring, high-scoring games. And then Giannis on the eighth against OKC, he had thirty nine points and seven rebounds, and I believe it was in it was in only twenty eight minutes. Oh my gosh! What? Yeah, man, you love to see it. You really do. I'm, I'm I'm sorry. It's it's great basketball. It's entertaining. I don't I don't understand how anybody cannot enjoy what they see. Yeah, I'm about done arguing with people that are like <laughs> they don't play defense and stuff like that because it's like you just don't watch the games. You don't. You don't. You know, there's going to be lapses in defense. You know, that's going to happen. Yeah. Maybe somebody shows they're they're uninterested on a possession or something. That'll happen occasionally, but it's the entire Lakers team. Go ahead. Yeah, yeah, true. <laughs> but um, it's it's impossible to stop these guys. They're just too talented. It is. It is. Like the argument should be shut down. And it didn't matter, you know, if Cat played, you know, Patrick Ewing, he was still going to be good. Oh yes. And and that's the main thing. Good players are always going to be good players, unless you go back in the fifties and bring them to now. Yeah, and they're not, and they're not good, good players. players. No, yeah. they're terrible. They do not even start. I'm sorry, they don't make the NBA. Let's keep it a buck. They may not make college. <laughs> Some I, of them, anyway. They may not make varsity. What you talking about? <laughs> college? You, you look, you th- oh, yeah, come on now. They ain't playing at Oak Hill. <laughs> oh, boy. Straight JV squad for some of those old NBA players. But that's beside the point. When we get back, we're going to talk about some of the potential upcoming new NBA players. Chris is going to give us the rundown. I told him to educate us. We need to know. If you're listening to this NBA podcast, you also know that the final four action or first March Madness four, yeah. yes March Madness first four is about to be underway here shortly but we're going to give you some of these college players who you can keep your eyes on to be in our NBA at some point in time we'll be right back on Double Tech bet the hood won't miss you you might find your man dead in the ocean be alright though you know dead rappers get better promotion while we don't laugh at death and cry at birth never say you can't do it yeah static selector Time waits for no man. Life is but a two-step slow jam. Dancing with the devil, trying not to lose my balance. But God bless the kid with many talents. He was chosen. That's why you see him living in the moment. Every second, gotta own it. Cause you never know. Welcome back to Double Tech. 
HB, Jack Harlow. <laughs> How do you feel about him playing a or doing the uh, reboot of White Man Can't Jump? I gotta be honest. Don't really need it. Don't need it. <laughs> but we'll see. I, he, he's a pretty charismatic guy, so it, it may work depending on how the role is played. Have they talked about who's playing the other part? No. They don't, so we have no idea. And it's a reboot. I don't think it's a remake, so I don't know if he's going to be the son of Woody Harrelson or Probably what. If I don't know what. what. Re, is, is it a reimagination? A reimagining? I heard a reboot. So I don't know. So, okay, okay, okay. Let's break this down before we even go any further. So if it's a reboot, then it's a whole new story, holding everything not connected to anything. Kind of. Okay, so what's a reimagining? I don't know. See, I think I thought. See, that's a remake we, is like a one for one. They they're remaking the yeah. movie, but a reboot is like bringing back the franchise. Like, okay. you know, Star Wars. Yes. Basically, the prequel was a reboot of the. But they were still connected, though. Yeah, I know. So, so I think it'd still be connected. It's just you know they're bringing it back. Yeah. Okay. But I, I don't know, man. I, I like I said when I saw it, I didn't go. Oh wow, that sounds interesting. I'm like, hmm, really? Guess we'll find out. So but. I guess the Bel Air show is a reimagining yeah would that be right yeah because <laughs> i still haven't seen it. I've, I've heard, heard it's th- not bad i've heard actually things. which it looked horrible oh it looks atrocious but see the thing about it is man and just judging by the comments from i see from everybody and just even just the premise of it it gets like super dramatic it like seems super like super deep like oh wow like mind-blowing oh i can't believe Hillary shot Uncle Phil in the back of the it's arm, like something like that. M. Night Shyamalan turns and stuff. <laughs> what a twist. <laughs> what a twist. Nah, see, I don't know. I, I feel like everybody's saying it's good, but I just don't want to watch it. From I don't a want to either. Level. You know what I mean? Maybe I, I don't think I'll ever watch it, to be honest. I probably won't either. I just can't do it. Now, that Saved by the Bell reboot. No, I'm not watching no, that I either. ain't watching that. <laughs> There's no way I'm watching that. But yeah. I don't know, man. Just, just stop messing with the old stuff. Just, just let just it leave be. it alone. They, they're running out of ideas. Though. They, they really have. Well, thank y'all so much for tuning in to Double Tech. First four action in the NCAA tournament is coming up soon. March Madness is literally right around the corner. So Christian's actually going to break down some of the potential prospects coming into the league like very soon. Like, do you see these cats making it? Like, yeah, they're going to be in this draft. Ooh, that's what you I'm know, talking about. Unless they decide to stay, which. In most of their cases, would not be in their best interest. So I imagine that they're going to leave. Better go get that money, son. All right. So this is not in really any particular order. I guess I can tell you where these guys are probably going to get drafted. Yeah, that works. Around what area. But it's not like this guy's number one on my board. This guy's number two. <laughs> you all have so, a big board with yeah. uh, the Sharpie? And- no, I don't, no, I don't have that. Uh, not yet. <laughs> but I mean, I have a general idea of where these guys are going to go. Okay, cool. Uh, so Jabari Smith goes to Auburn. 6'10", 220. Oh, He's a stretch forward that shoots 43% from the field, averages 17 points, 7 rebounds, 1 block, 1 steal. He's a versatile defender, but he hasn't shown really any kind of physicality, mm. finishing or anything like that. Yeah. But he is projected top two pick. Top two? Yeah. Okay, so because, he's in the top two. Yeah, he's compared, which I don't like really comparisons, and I'm not going to make them that much. No, I'll go ahead and say who he's compared to. But he's compared to uh, Chris Bosh. Really? Which Evan Mobley was compared to Chris Bosh last year, but they have very different. Completely different types of games. I think, yeah, I think it's a different type of game, really. Because, like, so Jabari Smith, I guess, would be Miami Heat Chris Bosh. You know, stretch five, stretch Chris Bosh. I can see. Well, see, when you say it like that, I guess I can kind of see it. So, but we're going to see. Okay. Top two, huh? Yeah. 
So Walker Kessler, his teammate at Auburn, he's 7'1", 245, elite shot blocker, not a statue in the paint, can move around a little bit. He's not Rudy Gobert. Yeah. <laughs> but he, he can move a little bit. Yeah. Uh, good at getting vertical and not getting fouls. He can finish and he's a lob threat. There may be some upside on uh, offense, but he does shoot like 26% from three. Yeah, that ain't okay. And his free throw percentages aren't good either, so that would suggest that he can't shoot. Yeah, he better get in that lab and work on that shot. Come on now. But uh, even if he can't, he'll have a serviceable role as a defender yeah, and rebounder. But, hey, but we've discussed that many a time. You can add much value to your name. Let's work on that just shot. Just, yeah. just average. That's it. No one's asking you to be Steph. Just average. You'll be fine. So he's averaging 12 points, 8 rebounds, 4.5 blocks a game. Oh. 62.5% from the field. Uh, Auburn will be playing at Jacksonville State on Friday. Okay. Uh, this guy's number one on my big board. Uh-oh. Uh, Uh-oh. I said I didn't have a big board, but this guy is my favorite oh, prospect. Let me get my Sharpie out and write it up there. I got you. All right, Chet there we go. Chet Holmgren of say, Gonzaga. Say that one more time. Chet Holmgren of Chet. Gonzaga. He right. is seven foot tall. He's 190 pounds. Wait, 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 wait. I'm not going to let you stop. Uh, no. How much? 190 pounds, seven I am, foot tall. I am 195 pounds, Christian. I'm 195 and I'm 5'11". There's no way that dude is that light are you serious he is oh my gosh so you know he obviously gets comparisons to kevin durant because of his skinny frame or kitschaps porzingis because of the frame or brandon ingram because of the frame frame. (laughs) but uh extremely versatile he can dribble pass shoot play defense he's very skilled he just has a small frame um averages 14 points nine rebounds two assists and uh, four blocks a game on 61% from the field and 42% from three. Oh, wow. Okay. Um, I can't see him being a bad pro. I think he's going to be very good, barring injury, which yeah. is possible with the skinny frame. But I'm you never saying, know. You've, see, seen, you've oh. seen Kevin Durant, and he's been pretty good most of his career. But see, that's the thing, Chris. And that always scares me because their frame is so small. And we've seen so many freak injuries, especially around the leg region. And I see some of these guys, KD, like you said, and Brandon Ingram even, and they're so small, like from right. a lower half. I'm just scared that they're going to turn their leg or somebody, a big man is going to jump up and come down wrong and snap their leg like a twig. It's always scary to me. It, it really is. So, ho- so ho- hopefully, like you said, no injuries because we've seen it work. We know it can work. And if you're athletic enough, you don't have to be built like Shaq. You don't have to. But at the same time, wouldn't, wouldn't mind a little more meat, just a little bit more. Pause. Uh, I would say – that he's like what Kitstraps Porzingis was billed. Really? He's that kind of unicorn. I don't think we've ever seen an NBA prospect that can block shots like him, catch lobs, three-point shooting, ball handling. I mean, like he's got guard ball handles. Really? Seven foot tall. Ooh, okay, well, I'll ask you this. I know it's early to say, but you say he's going number one. That's how you feeling. I, I don't know if he'll go number one, That's- but if I had the number one pick, I would pick him number one. Okay. Who has a better career, him or Porzingis? Him. You think so? Yeah. When it's all said and done? Yeah, I think so. Okay. Um, And despite him being so small, he's actually good at defense. Oh, hey, that's good. Dude, you're that big with that wider frame. Hey, if you can move laterally, you can lock up some people. Just be light on your feet. That's it. You're not, you know, you don't have weight slowing you down, so you should be able to stay in, somebody, in front of somebody. He's the only prospect in NCAA history to average at least 14 points, nine rebounds, three blocks, while shooting 70% from two and 40% from three. Okay, that's pretty nasty. All right, all right moving on. Uh, Gonzaga will play Georgia State on Thursday. Okay. Moving on to some Duke prospects. They got four of them. 
Of uh, course they do. Paulo Bonchero, he was uh, the predicted number one overall pick coming into the season. He's fell down a little bit. I think he'll either go third or fourth. Um, he can score at all three levels, mostly inside the three-point line. He hasn't shot. He's only shot 30% from three this year. He moves well, has good handles, became a better passer throughout the year. He had a nine-assist game against Syracuse, but um, he hasn't, I guess, what some scouts wanted to see. see. He's been very good, but yeah. averaging 17 points, eight rebounds, three assists on 47% from the field, and Mike mentioned 30% from three. He's not really an explosive athlete, but I think he's very safe. Like He's mm. not going to be a bad player, Yeah, but okay. he may not be like a superstar. Superstar. Okay, just right there in the middle. Okay, gets you what you need, but he's, he's not going to be breaking any records. He, he could so. be, but... Right now, you yeah. just feel like he's a, he's at that par level. Yeah. Okay. I feel like he he's worthy of a top three pick. I just I don't know if he has as high of an upside as Jabari Smith or Chet Holmgren, but I do think he'll be very good, and he could be an all star for most of his career. Just maybe not be, you know, the super superstar. Okay. Um, AJ Griffin of Duke. He's six six two twenty. Uh, his selling point is shooting. He's a very good shooter, and he's athletic, good on defense, can guard multiple positions. Uh, but he hasn't shown really any kind of finishing. He was injured earlier in the season, and when he played, he averaged 10 points, four rebounds, one assist on 50% and 47% from three. Okay. So uh, if you take him, you're basically kind of betting on the upside that he has because he hasn't shown he hasn't a ton. Shown much, but um, potential is always there. Yeah. Mark Williams of Duke, seven foot two forty, good rebounder, great blocker. Offense is basically just in the paint, high motor. He's... Modern lob threat big man. Hey, I don't mind those. You got to have some of those in there. Yeah, he averaged 10 points, seven rebounds, and three blocks on 70% from the field. And then you got Trevor Kills of Duke, 6'4, 220. He's been compared to Dort because of his frame. They look, they look almost exactly the same. The frame really. does. Um, good athlete, a lot of potential on defense, good slasher, but has to improve shooting. He uh, averages 12, 4, and 3 on 41% and 32% for three. Okay. Duke plays Colorado State Fullerton on Friday. Uh, this guy is a top four prospect in the draft. He may go third, just depending on what what goes on with Benchero. Jaden Ivey of Purdue, 6'4", 195, explosive athlete. He's probably the best in the draft, okay. athlete, athletic-wise. Can score at all three levels, but he has to work on the three. Um, defense comes and goes. Plays. He gets compared to Russ or John Morant because he plays so aggressive. Mm, yeah. Uh, a hundred, a hundred miles per hour. All yeah, the time. right. Yeah. So you know that's a detriment at times. <laughs> yeah, can play can too be. fast. Yeah. But he has shown passing ability. Uh, Seventeen, four, and three on forty-six percent from the field and thirty-six percent from three. They'll play yell on Friday. I do think that the Ja Morant comparison basically becomes because they have the same hairstyle. Really, I do think so. That, that's ridiculous. Yeah, it is. <laughs> but they both play an aggressive style. So. Okay. All right. Uh, Benedict Matherin of Arizona. Say that one more time. Benedict Matherin. Okay, gotcha. He is a 6'7", 210, explosive athlete, finishes well, shoots well, defends well. Looks like a very safe pick that may have all-star upside. Okay. Uh, averages 17 points, 6 rebounds, 3 assists, 46% from the field, and 36% from the three. Uh, another Arizona player, Christian Coloco. He is kind of like Mark Williams, athletic, high-energy, big, 7'1", 225, offensive, basically... Solely in the paint, lob threat, 12 points, 7 rebounds, 2.5 blocks on 63% of the field. Arizona will play either Wright State or Bryant on Friday, depending on the playing game. Johnny Davis of Wisconsin, uh, 6'5", 195. He can really score. A great shot shot creator in the mid-range, crafty. Uh, I guess kind of DeMar DeRozan-like mm, okay. because most of his offense comes in the mid-range. Yeah, perimeter, yeah, nothing uh, wrong with that. The three-point 
shot needs to come along. He's shot 32% from there. Average 28 point, or 20 points, 8 rebounds, 2 assists on 43% and 32% from 3. I was about to say 28 points. No, no. Dog, uh, <laughs> Wisconsin plays Colgate on Friday. Ty-Ty Washington of UK, Kentucky. Yeah. Uh, 6'3", 195, crafty and fast, good shooter, underrated passer, had 17 assists in the game, broke John Wall's Kentucky record. Oh, nice. Uh, could be a plus defender. He averages 13 points, three rebounds, four assists, 46% from the field, and 35% from three. Then we got uh, SEC Player of the Year and likely National Player of the Year, Oscar Shibway. He's 6'9", 255. I don't think he's going to translate all that well to yeah. the NBA. He may, be, so. he may be like a, a second-round pick. But he's an elite rebounder, decent defender, offensive games, kind of opportunistic. Uh, doesn't project as a good offensive player. He basically has no game. Bang. Well, dog, um, that's no good. <laughs> he has to offensive rebound, you know, paint mash, and mm, do yeah. all that. He averages 17 points, 15 rebounds, and one and a half blocks, though, on 60%. Because hey, he's doing a lot of work on the inside. Yeah. Kentucky faces St. Peter's on Thursday. Uh, got Keegan Murray of Iowa. No one this year has helped themselves more than him. As a sophomore, he averaged seven points and. Or as a freshman, he averaged seven points, and as a sophomore, he averages twenty-four. Oh man! So uh, skilled and very efficient, good athlete, high motor. Seems like a safe pick. At worst, he'll be a good role player. Averages twenty-four points, nine rebounds, two blocks, one steal, fifty-six percent from the field, and forty-one percent from three on almost five attempts a game. Uh, Tari Eason of LSU. Oh, I will play. Uh, I don't have it here actually. Anyway, moving on. <laughs> That's fine. <laughs> uh, Tari Eason of LSU, incredible defender, probably the best in the draft. Can guard one through four, has a lot of upside offensively, can handle the ball, shows more, shows some shooting ability. Uh, 17 points, seven rebounds, one block, two steal, 52% from the field, 36% from three, and only 25 minutes. Oh, man. So if you put that into per 36, it's pretty good. That's real good. Um, LSU will play Iowa State on Friday. We got uh, Malachi Branham of Ohio State. He's 60, or 6'5", 180, highly efficient offensive player. He's a freshman. He's 18 years old. Plays good defense, but inconsistent. Athletic, deadly mid-range, and tight handles. Seems like a very high upside for being a freshman. Uh, I think he could be pretty good given time and more opportunity. Uh, 14 and four on 49 percent from the field and 43 percent from three. Uh, I think I have so many names here. I don't want to. <laughs> That's all good. Dude. I don't know I if I can go through them all. Um. Go ahead, man. Go ahead. Take your time, Christian. I promise, because we we want people to know what names they need to look for. You're good. I All right. Promise. Ochai Obaji of Kansas, six six two fifteen, great shooter, good athlete. Uh, he's a junior, adequate defender, has prototypical shooting guard size, being six six. I think he's actually a senior. So more of a finished product. I think that's the knock on him that he's really probably already uh, hit his. Dang, it is ceiling. But you can't say that's that. What people, that's what people say. Like, why would you say that? He's 12 years old. Like, seriously, senior or not, he's still early. What, he's 21? He's like 22. <laughs> 22 but, um, so, uh, he averages 20 points, five rebounds, two assists on 48% from the field, 41% from three on seven attempts. Kansas will play on Thursday against the winner of Texas Southern and Texas A&M Corpus Christi. One of my favorite other prospects that I wish the Thunder would get, uh, <laughs> Jalen Duran, center of Memphis, 211, or, 6'11", yeah. 250 pounds already. Nah, that's a tank body right yeah. there. Yeah, Paulo Benchero is also 250 pounds, by the way. He's 6'9", six, he's six, I believe. <laughs> oh but anyway, God. yeah, they're already completed. Um, He'll be the youngest player to be drafted. Uh, lately, he's been playing good. I think he had a 20 game in his tournament. Oh, that's nice. But, um, that's real nice. Yeah, watching him, he's just like a freak athlete. 
uh, wob threat, but he's shown some ability passing wise and mid range. He reminds me. I'm not saying he is this guy. Uh oh. So he he reminds it. me of Dwight Howard. Oh, I like that. That you, hey, I like that a lot. And then uh, Baylor's got a couple of guys. Jeremy Sochan, six nine two thirty. Versatility, prototypical modern four or five. Can guard one through five. Can grab the board and initiate the offense. Uh, very high upside due to being a jack of all trades. Uh, swing skill shooting because he shot twenty nine percent on threes and fifty eight percent on free throws. Uh, averaged only 9.6 rebounds, one and a half assists, one steal, 48% from the field, but I think he projects pretty well at the next level because of his ability to do everything. Um, Kendall Brown of Baylor, very good athlete, solid defender, great motor, solid passer. Has shown flashes of shoot, flashes of shooting, but seems reluctant to shoot. Uh, yeah, shoot that little uh, too passive on offense. Um, he averages 10 points, five rebounds, two assists, one steal, 60%. And 39% from three. Baylor will play Norfolk, Norfolk State Thursday. All right, Chris. So your top three right now. So who are you going with? So top the top three are Jabari Smith, Chet Holmgren, and Paul Benchero. Okay. In this draft, uh, the top four are pretty much set in stone. Yeah. Uh, Jay Navi being that four. And then after that, it's kind of up to who's going to be selecting there. They could pick Keegan Murray of Iowa, who's really good. They could pick Benedict Matherin. They could pick Johnny Davis of Wisconsin. They could pick um, Jalen Duran, who I mentioned, uh, A.J. Griffin. So, I mean, there's a clear top four, and then after that, you everybody know, else. everybody else a little bit. But um, most of these guys are going to be, you know, top 20 guys. Okay. Except for Mark Williams and Christian Coloco. Okay. They'll go uh, They'll go mid-20s probably. Nice. Appreciate you, Christian, for giving us that rundown. Go back and check all that out because that's good info. I'm going to use it. And you're going to be my study guide, but you already know that. I text you anyway when I need to know something, so it works out. When we get back, NBA standings. We'll let you know who sits where, how we're shaping up. The playoffs aren't too far away now, man. It's, what, less than a month? How is that possible? I know. Jeez, that's insane. We'll give you the rundown right after this on Double Tech. Welcome back to Double Tech, HB, Mr. Weaver. You know, a lot of people take shots at like J. Cole's commercial stuff. I really liked his commercial mainstream stuff. I did. I loved it all. Yeah, I did too. Uh, I don't think this was like a hit either. So, mm. But I mean, everybody was hyped because TLC was on it, but I think... Um, this song's great. This song is fantastic, but I just think, you know, because it's a different sound. It's a little... What, what, what am I looking for? Shiny? Can I say shiny? Yeah, I guess. It's more... It's more pop than what he does. I oh, guess. yeah. Yeah. Because now J. Cole's, his songs sound a little dirty. Not yeah. bad dirty, but just a little. A little uh, grimier. Yeah, a little, yeah, a little, a little mean. A little, you know. A little but this, I mean, this edges. song's got a good message and everything. It does. It has a great message. Speaking of great messages, so Kendrick, anytime soon. I know. So I, I see he's performing during the summer. Which show is he doing? One of the big ones. Was it Coachella? I don't know if it's Coachella. I think he's doing some uh, place in Italy or something. No, he's doing like one of the big ones because they oh, okay. accidentally leaked. Um, they, they had tweeted a message saying Kendrick's, you know, performing Maine. Or, yeah, uh, I did and, that. And 
And everybody's thinking, well, why is he performing main if he hadn't had any music? And then they sent out another one said, you know what that means, like dot, dot, dot. And they had to hurry up and delete it. So, uh-huh. oh, oh, so maybe the summer we can get our hopes up again Hopefully. and then be let down one more time. Kendrick's, Kendrick's never dropping another album. <laughs> never again. It's been five years. I can't deal with it. And, and, dude, quick story, and then I'll get off this. Um, my kids, like they're prisoners of the moment as far as what's hot. I've just been playing some Kendrick Lamar lately. They've been playing up <laughs> Kendrick Lamar songs for like the past like two weeks. What do they listen to? All right. Okay. Uh, pretty much to Pimp a Butterfly is like like the album. Of course, okay. cl- clean version. Clean I'm, version. Come on, right. come on. Come on now. You know me. I barely let them listen, listen to it to anyway. Black or the Berry. Oh. Uncensored. But you know what? The thing about it is they love those songs. I'm like, it's so funny because we're all waiting for a new album. And this is like new stuff for y'all, which I'm sure they heard it back in the day. But they're they're getting older now, so now everything's so new to them. Like they've right. never heard it. It's it's insane. It's like yeah. you could play Nas, Illmatic, and it's like, oh, this is new. This is brand new <laughs> shiny music. But hey, that that's why I try to teach them right, man. I, I got to get them in the right vein of of what they need to be listening to, so they can understand what's real and what's not. But yeah, we're not getting any new Kendrick music anytime soon. I'm not even gonna get my hopes up. But what I will get up, I don't even know where mm-hmm. I'm going with it. <laughs> Paul, interesting. <laughs> We're going to look at these standings and who went up. How about that? Will that work? We can pull up the standings. Hey, that? <laughs> that sounds a lot better than where I was going with it. Kristen, how are we looking, man? Did we stay about the same or did we get any big changes? Uh, I think we stayed about the same. Yeah. Um, Philadelphia, when they got James Harden, was the fifth seed, I believe, and now they're up to the third. But anyway, we'll run through the Eastern Conference. Miami is atop the Eastern Conference, 45-24. and 24. They're two games ahead of Milwaukee at second, 43-26. and 26. Both are 7-3 and three in their last 10, as is Philadelphia, who's third, which I just mentioned, 41-26. Uh, and 26. Got the Chicago Bulls, who have been struggling lately, 41-27. and 27. They're right there in that lump, too. That yeah, lump from 3-6 to six or 3-5 to five is insane. Yeah. Six is kind of close, too. Seven's yeah. not too far off, either. But uh, anyway, um, uh... I was at Chicago, right? Yep. Yeah, four and six in their last ten. Boston, forty-one and twenty-eight, seven and three in their last ten. One of the better teams after the All-Star break. Uh, six, you got the Cleveland Cavaliers, thirty-nine and twenty-nine, four and six. Sucks for them because they've been pretty good all season. Here we go. And uh, it looks like they're going to fall into the play-in. It stinks too because you got injuries and stuff kind of happening. Yeah, Jared it's Allen. Just, yeah, it's just like you said. You hit the nail on the head. It's, it stinks because they've been playing so well and they just kind of have some bad luck and now just kind of. Try to fight through it and make it to the playoffs, but yeah, it's it's gonna be tough because everybody in the East is playing so well right now. So now it's like, yeah, you did. Now's the time to stay on a good streak. You do not need to be falling behind now because everybody's so lumped together in those top spots. Uh, got the Toronto Raptors one game behind them at thirty-eight and thirty-six and four in their last ten, playing pretty well as of late. Got the Brooklyn Nets thirty-five and thirty-three, four and six in their last ten, but uh. I think that they're going to be all right. Yeah, they'll be fine. They'll, they'll be fine. Ben Simmons is not even close to playing, apparently. But um, I thought I saw something about Steve Nash saying he's not confident, ready for, but for the regular season. Hmm, interesting. Mm. So get in a few matches before uh, he needs to, he needs to play in the regular season. Oh boy, does he? Um, <laughs> but I mean, it sucks for the teams that fought all season to get one of the top seeds. You know, Miami and Milwaukee, and your your reward is playing KD and Kyrie. <laughs> Which I, I think by that time, Kyrie may be able to play full-time. I know they were the going through heading. the motions trying to, you know, see what they can do and how it's going to play out. You know what? 
when it's all said and done, you want the best players from each team to be able to play. Right. And it would really stink for Kyrie not to be able to play in a seven-game series and they have to be at home and he can't play in something like that. Yeah. Now, they're pretty low, so who knows what can happen. You know what I mean? It's not necessarily up to them or the NBA, though. It's just up to the local That's true. government That's true. as to who can play or not. But um, where Kyrie, he could get the backs and then he'd be able to play. But anyway, yeah, he's um, he's, he's not doing that. <laughs> you, but, know, you know that uh, ain't going to happen. What's interesting is Toronto also has that rule, so if they were to play Toronto in the play-in, mm. he would not be able to play there or at home. Wow. Oh, man. I didn't think about that. You know, Toronto wouldn't mind. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> ninth, we got the Atlanta Hawks. They're 6-4 and four in the last 10, 34-34. Charlotte Hornets have just been not great. Yeah. 34-35, yeah. and 35, five and 5-5 five in their last 10. Washington Wizards, 29-38, and 3-7. New York Knicks, 28-40, and 3-7 and in their last 10. Indiana Pacers, 23-46. and 46. Then you got... Of course, uh, the only two teams in the league to be eliminated <laughs> from playoffs, the Detroit Pistons at 18 and 50 and the Orlando Magic at 18 and 51. Although they're both five and five in their last 10, so they're, they're competing <laughs> at least. Are they? they yeah. Actually, uh, after the break, Detroit hasn't been that bad. That, but too, I mean, if they're both five and five in the last 10, neither one of competing. them have been. Yeah, yeah, they haven't been bad, but still. Good gracious. That, that's insane to think you've won about a quarter of your games in the last 10 games. A yeah. more than a quarter. <laughs> um, Jeez. But in the Eastern Conference, I'm ready for the playoffs because, I mean, all these teams are good. Yeah. It's going to be fun. One through, be fun. one through seven are pretty close. I mean, seven is six and a half back of Miami Dude. at first. But, um, yeah, they're all pretty close. How, how, how do you feel, man? Like, uh, right now, who's coming out of the East? Like, who do you see coming out of the East right now? That's tough. Uh, is it just still go with go, Brooklyn? I guess I'll go with Milwaukee. You thinking Milwaukee? I kind of feel like Philly if they can get it. I clicking. think they could too. I think they could too. It's it's tough. There's a lot of good teams. It really is. In the Western Conference, you got the Phoenix Suns, who are the first team to clinch playoffs. Jeez, those guys are good. Yeah, they're fifty-four and fourteen, six and four in their last ten. Still don't have Chris Paul back. I don't know what his timetable is, but he should. He'll be back. Uh. Before the playoffs, I believe. Yeah, I think so. Uh, Memphis, 47-22, and 6-4 in their last 10. Golden State Warriors, 47-22, and 5-5 five and five in their last 10. They just got Draymond back last night. Played his first game in quite a while. Mm. And uh, Steph had 47 in that game. Of course he did. Oh, interesting. Uh, <laughs> Moses Moody's been playing a little bit more as of late. He has. Yeah, he had 19, point, or 19 minutes last night. He had three three uh, points in those minutes. He had one game where he was really balling. Yeah, he had 30 in one game. Yeah. Uh, Jonathan Kaminga's been playing really well as of late, too. He actually started last night. What's that nickname again? Um, <laughs> you can't remember off the top of your head? I'm going to move on. That's fine. Okay. Uh, Utah Jazz, 42-26, and 6-4 six and four in their last 10. Dallas Mavericks, 42-26, and 8-2 and two in their last 10. Talk They've about hooping. Good. Yeah, that's what I was about to say. Dallas... Yeah, I clown that Chris Trapps Przingis trade because Spencer Dinwiddie was awful with the Wizards and Davis Bertans was awful, but now Spencer Dinwiddie got there and he's playing well. He is balling. <laughs> so I mean, he's always been a pretty good player, yeah. but he was having like one of his worst runs ever. So that was the time to move him. Was was he faking Jackson just trying to get out? I don't know. So maybe you know. <laughs> I guess I was wrong. Oh, goodness. Uh, 
Denver Nuggets 41 and 28, 7 and 3 in their last 10. Minnesota Timberwolves 40 and 30, 8 and 2 in their last 10. They have the best record in the NBA since the All-Star break. Yeah, at 9 and 10. Those dudes are hooping. Or 9 and 2, I mean. Uh Los Angeles Clippers 36 and 35, 6 and 4. Los Angeles Lakers 29 and 39, 10 games below. Don't say. It. 500. You know what? Don't say. It. Uh they're 2 and 8 in their last 10. But uh I think that the play-in needs to be adjusted. I, we've talked about this last year, but how you want to do it? Neither to seven or eight should have to play either of these teams when they're at least eight games above them. See, I feel you on that, but I, I mean, obviously, that's not going to happen. But but I, I don't think, think you should have to play. In, I don't think you should have to play a play-in if you're so far ahead of those teams. Yeah, I, no, I'm right with you 100 percent because it's almost like look how much better we performed over the course of the season, yet they still get the same shot as us. Right. It does kind of suck. So I wouldn't be mad at that at all because that gap is insane. Because Minnesota is 40-30, and 30 and they would have to play a New Orleans Pelicans team that they're 12 games ahead of. That's insane. That, that's insane. I, I, I think they may tweak it because if someone brings it up next meetings they have and says something about, hey, what about this? Because it, it would make sense. You should get if you're so far ahead, you should be in there by default. Yeah. Good to go. Ready to roll. Your seat is locked in and you're, you're good. So I, I can get with that because yeah, that, that's insane. Yeah. So the Pelicans are 28 and 40, uh, five and five in the last 10. Portland Trailblazers, 26 and 41, three and seven. San Antonio Spurs, three and seven in their last ten, twenty-six and forty-three. Sacramento Kings, uh, the Demonis Sabonis trade is not translated to winning. <laughs> Imagine that. Uh they are three and seven in their last ten, while the Indiana Pacers, who traded for Tyrese Halberton, are four and six. Um yeah. OKC is twenty and forty eight, two and eight. It's the SGA and OKC Blue versus everybody. <laughs> SGA's playing well though, and I don't like that people are like, oh, it's easy to score on a bad team. It's like, no, it's it's really not. When you're the focus of the, the other team every single night and you're still scoring efficiently, it's not like he's shot chucking. Yeah, but I know, anyway. right? He has no choice. Anyway, uh, Houston Rockets, the worst record in the league, 17-51, and 2-8 and eight in their last 10. Jalen Green's been playing really well. He's though. been playing very well. I don't like Houston. <laughs> Why don't you like Houston? Oh, because they beat the Lakers. I mean, I don't like anybody right now, uh, to be honest, because everybody just beats up on us. But you're cool with the Wizards, though. You beat them. I still don't like them. You beat them, though. I don't care. Every, everybody, I'm mad at everybody, dude. We are terrible. Yeah, you are. I can't I can't do this anymore, Christian. I can't. It's, it is kind of funny, because you're a Lakers fan, and you expected to be really good. Yes! And, uh, that was the plan. And you have nine more wins than the OKC Thunder, who everybody expected to be the worst team in the league. Oh, my gosh. When you say it like that out loud, I just. And we beat y'all. Multiple, multiple times. times. <laughs> That's what I'm about to say. Y'all, <laughs> y'all swooping us up all season. Like, y'all just, oh, y'all playing the Lakers? Oh, that's a dub. Like, oh, my God. Man, see. All right. Let's, let's, moving on. Good gracious. I got some good stuff for you today. This was actually stuff I've had in the clip for a while. But. I think it should be pretty fun. Pretty interesting. See if you can get them. Because last week, you've embarrassed me on multiple occasions. So now I have to at least try to make it a little more difficult for you. I think we succeeded this time. Maybe. We'll find out right here on Double Take. Only way to go Y'all already know what it is And so Let's get it
Yeah, I'm sorry. I had to do the uh, Young Jeezy ad lib. Thank y'all for tuning in to Double Tech. Christian, you're a fool for that one. How'd you get excited and pull out some Soul Survivor? What are you on right now? I heard it on uh, the radio the other day. <laughs> I was like, man, that's a good song. Amazing. Who was playing this? You very rarely. Oh, okay. Yeah, okay. That makes sense. Satellite Radio does a little bit different than the average radio right. station because if it was the average radio station, probably do a leaper. That's probably about all you're going to hear, but that's just how it goes. Thank y'all so much for tuning in. Christian, um, I think I got you this week. I think I got you. Really? You, you, you think you can get me? I think I got you. Okay. This, this one is a little more more complex. There's a lot of moving parts, so I, I'm giving myself a chance to mess you up more so than the other one. So here we go. It's time for what organization is this athlete associated with? Okay, that's not a good start. I couldn't even find my clipboard, so that's <laughs> that's already starting off bad. Okay, I stacked these up last week, but, you know, we didn't have a show, but I kept them because they were good. Last week, we had a few birthdays. One of those birthdays being Shaq Diesel. Shaquille O'Neal, who turned right. 50. Yes, he turned 50. I want you to give me all six of Shaq's teams. This is easy, though. Okay, well, I'm not finished, but give me okay. those. Oh, um, yes, that's just the beginning, baby. This stage one. Magic, Lakers, Heat, Cleveland, Suns, Celtics. Okay. It's too easy for you. That, that was good. But then I got to thinking, you know, let's just do the whole NBA on TNT crew. Okay. Yeah. All right. Let's this have is a little more, more interesting. Yes, it Ernie is. Ernie Johnson is with TNT. Yes. He's always been with TNT. Okay, so you got that one yeah. locked in, so you're fine on that one. So I guess next up, we'll go Charles Barkley. His birthday actually was February 20th, so it wasn't too far away. And he is... Ooh. Um, <laughs> is he... 58. Oh, close. 59. But that's all right, though. Give me his three teams that he played with. Their birthdays are all pretty close. Yes. Except for, I don't know when Ernie's is. I but, don't either. But. Um, uh, Charles, this one's pretty easy. Philadelphia 76ers, Suns, and Rockets. Good job. You know who's next? The Jet. Kenny the Smith. Kenny, the Jet Smith. Birthday was March 8th, and he is... Ooh, uh... 50... Okay. Let me do some math. He was drafted in <laughs> 85, I believe. He was 22 years old. 57. Oh, 57. Right there. That was good with you. You hit that one from deep. I need all six of Kenny's teams. Okay. I may not be able to get this one. I um, know. This is a tough He one. was drafted by the Sacramento Kings. Okay. Played with the, our own Joe Klein. Yeah. There for a little bit. Uh, Sacramento Kings, Houston Rockets, Atlanta Hawks. Okay. Three left. I think I'm, I think you may have stumped me on Kenny the Jet. Yeah, I mean, see, the thing about it is, whenever I see Kenny, I think Houston. That's right. The, yeah. Everybody thinks Houston, because to be honest, his next three teams, it was over the course of a season and a half, really. So oh, really? Did it, he play for the Knicks at any point? No, he did not. Because he's a New Yorker. <laughs> no, maybe. No Knicks for him. Um. No suit for you. Magic. He, did, he played for the Magic. Yes. Okay. In '96, '97, he played for the Magic. Now, one team he played for in 96, and the other one he played for in 97. Kind of the bookends of that Orlando trip. Nah, Cavs. I don't know. No. He played for the Detroit Pistons for a split second in 96. And then in 97, finished his career with the Denver Nuggets. 
Huh. Didn't know that. Yes. But good job on the other ones. I knew Kenny would be a tough one. The Shaq was a gimme. I knew you could do that one with your eyes closed. But Kenny, I, I figured that was going to be a little tough. You did. Hey, to be honest, you did good pulling Sacramento out. I mean, you went, got the Sacramento team yeah. and Atlanta and Houston. Yeah. But yeah, that, that, that was a pretty tough one. But you did good. Good job. Good job. I had to get you, man. I had to go just wild with it because it's just been getting too easy for you, man. Way too easy. Well, here we go. Alley-oops and flagrant fouls. You want to go first? You want me to go first? My life was never easy. <laughs> that song's grown on me. I got to admit. It's okay. It grew on me like a fungus. <laughs> it's okay. Um, I'm going to give one to the Timberwolves, who I mentioned earlier are the best team after the All-Star break. Okay. They have... A top five offense and defense after the break. Really? Um, nine and two. And Carl Anthony Towns has been going crazy. Yeah, he has. As we mentioned earlier, he had 60 points, 17 rebounds last night. Shot 19 of 31 from the field and 7 of 11 from three. He joins Shaq and Will as the only centers in NBA history with a 60-15 game. Gosh, you need to chill out. And I Ken. think there's only six centers in the history of the league that have scored over 60 points. Jeez. Uh, I believe it's Shaq, Wilt, George Mikan, Tom Chambers, now Cat, and uh, I don't remember. Uh, David said, Robinson. David Cat, Robinson. He has a 70-point oh, yeah, game. That's right. He did have 70-point. Cat said put some respect on my name, man. He tired of everybody messing with him. Yeah. So, uh, shout out to them. They're playing well. Anthony Edwards hadn't even been playing that great lately, but yeah. they've been winning. Uh, flagrant foul. I'm going to give one to uh, Nick Wright. I guess he could get it every week, but... Uh, he had something else ridiculous happen today. He named off players that were better than Jason Tatum, and I'm going to go through them, and you can be like, yes what? or no. LeBron. You said better than Jason Tatum? Yeah. Yes. Giannis. Yes. Durant. Yes. Luka. Yes. Jokic. Yes. Embiid. Yes. Steph. Yes. Kawhi. See, this, this is hard. where it gets sticky, yes, because a prom Kawhi, then yes, yes I'll yeah. say yes. Uh, AD? <laughs> I'm the wrong person to ask yeah. about that. I'm so, saying no. no, heavy no. Dame? No. Harden? Ooh, yes. Yeah, I'll yes. give it to Harden. Uh, Donovan Mitchell? What, better than Jason Tatum? Yeah. No. Devin Booker? Uh, see, we've had this discussion. Yeah. Who do you take, Book or Jason Tatum? I'm going to say no. I'm going to say yeah. Tatum is better. John Morant? John Morant, uh, not yet. Not he yet. Either. He's having a good year, but Jason Tatum, I'll take Chris him. Paul. He's he's the point guy, but I think Jason Tatum's better. I think right now Jason Tatum. Would you rather have Jason Tatum on your squad or Chris Paul? It depends right. on how your team is set up. But right. I'm gonna say Jason Tatum's better. Yeah, better overall player. Yeah, uh, right now, Paul George, Jason Tatum. Yeah, it's close though. It's I close. Think Paul but, George is good when yeah, he's healthy. Yeah. Uh, Jimmy Butler. No, Jason Tatum. Yeah, so at least half of those are not better than him. <laughs> Jason Tatum's probably a top ten player right now. He's, you think about it. And and especially with how he's playing now, it's that's an easy argument to make. So I wouldn't be mad at that at all. But yeah, Nick Wright, you know, you know how he does. He says outlandish things sometimes. He does. Well, my uh you, is that your flagrant? That's my flagrant. Okay. Well, my flagrant, which is gonna be kind of strange. Talking about John Moran, actually, my flagrant goes to I guess. I, I, I want to say social media post or just the industry as a whole. John Morant's kind of getting that uh, Lamelo Ball syndrome right now, as far as every single highlight. Yes, it's it bad. It's it really yeah. bad to the point where it's like, okay, that's a cool playing all, right. but you didn't have to show me a 15 second clip of it. It was yeah. one. It was one I saw the other day, and it was just a pass. 
it was just like mm-hmm. a, a simple no look pass. Mm-hmm. And it was like this pass by Ja. And I'm like, okay. Okay. The guy didn't even make the shot, but mind you, it was just an okay pass. Guy missed the shot. And I'm like, see, it's overkill. You are getting to that point where you're starting to wild out a little bit. So yeah, yeah I, I gotta give my my flagrant to the, the machine that is media. Because they just make they they force it in your face. And it's like, okay, it's it's fine, Paul. <laughs> but it's like they it's it's okay to just kind of let us enjoy his game. You don't have to convince us that he's good. I promise we know. I promise. Yeah, the we way know. that they push it, it's like he's doing stuff that's never been done before <laughs> and he's not, which I think I don't know if you saw it, but the uh, comparison between him and Derrick Rose, like the stat comparison, it's like John Morant's stats are better. Yeah. But then you also got to take into account that Tom Thibodeau was Derrick Rose's oh coach, gosh, yes. and they had like the thirtieth pace in the NBA. So, oh like, gosh. if you would have, you know, dropped Derrick Rose on John Morant's team, maybe oh. he would have had better. St- he probably would average like thirty or something. But anyway, um, yeah. we don't have to compare players. Like John Morant's, John Morant's great in his own right. Derrick Rose. NBA or MVP season was great. I mean, we don't yes. have to do this. So, yes, the machine gets my flavor foul because just just don't do the overkill. And my alley-oop goes to, is a two-parter, actually. It goes to Kevin Garnett for getting his number slash jersey right. retired yep. with the Boston Celtics. And it also goes to Kevin Garnett and Ray Allen for hugging yes. it out. I got I got to say, it brought a, it, I, I, I smiled. I, yeah. I was excited about it. Cool. It, was, it was good to see. And I also went back and saw just a little interview with Ray Allen post-hug. And you can see how much it meant to him. Like, you, you kind of knew the beef that was going on, but I don't think we really knew how much it was affecting Ray Allen, too. Because even when he was getting interviewed, he was talking about how he felt like, you know, how KG felt. Boston felt as well. So he didn't even know if he really wanted to come, you know, to his jersey retirement. He didn't know how he was going to be mm-hmm. accepted. So he was like, "It's it, I was glad to have this moment so everybody could see it, too, because it's it's been weighing on him pretty heavy. So that's... To know that sucks that it was affecting him that much, but it's good that they hugged it out. Shout out to KG for getting his jersey retired. At one point in time, he was possibly one of the most likable players, but then he went down. With the Timberwolves? Yes. Yeah. You, you could not like KG. Yeah, played uh, played extremely hard oh, yes. every single night. and uh, Punching himself in the face and stuff. Yes, very out there. Um, <laughs> Anything's possible. Ultimate competitor. Oh, without question. Maybe also, maybe one of the biggest one, competitors, one of the greatest defenders of all time. I'd he's say. up there. He he really is, dude. He, he's up there, and and definitely one of the top five trash talkers too. <laughs> Probably top one, dude. It's I feel like him, Gary Payton. That's what I'm saying. GP is up there, but oh man, oh boy, everybody wanted to fight Kevin Garnett at some point in time. Except for Tim Duncan, he couldn't talk trash to Tim Duncan. Oh my gosh, no, he couldn't. He he couldn't talk trash at all to Tim. But Tim is Tim he's is a an different alien. Cat. He yeah. is. He he's look at you and be like. Okay. okay. <laughs> like, dude, I'm trying to get, I'm trying to rattle your cage and you just ignore me. Oh, goodness. Well, okay. Non NBA mention NCAA stuff is starting. So I'm sure everybody's going to be watching every game. You got your bracket filled out, Chris, and you ready? I haven't done it yet. I'm going to do it here soon, though. I know. You got to get it situated. Uh, RJ's going to hunt you down, man. I know. Because he, he doesn't play about those brackets. I haven't done one in like 10 years. Should I do one this year? Yeah. Okay. I mean, if you put a little, little money in there, you got a chance to win something. Ain't nobody got no money for that, man. I'm broke. <laughs> you know where I work. Well, thank y'all so much for tuning in. Join us. Well, it's going to be a little gap. I will be MIA for spring break. Kristen said I may have to phone in from the beach, but I don't know if my wife will let me. Think she'll let me? Just hear the waves crashing in the backgrounds. That would be pretty cool. It would be cool. Yeah, she's not going to let me do that. But So we'll join y'all as soon as we can. When we get back, playoffs going to be really right around the corner then. 
So we'll have some big news for you right here on Double Take. Y'all have a great one. Traveling man, set his own, got my Bible and my rifle in my hand, oh yeah.